player or you're new to practicing solo, you've got your game plan. Now what? First, know that you're not alone. It's the fastest growing segment of the legal profession. Welcome to New Solo here on the Legal Talk Network, where you'll learn about practicing law solo. Welcome to New Solo on the Legal Talk Network. We're glad you could listen today to our podcast. I'm attorney Kyle Gelcher. I'm a solo practitioner from Springfield, Mass. I practice a variety of legal areas, including civil litigation, business law, entertainment law, intellectual property law, and consumer law. On New Solo, we're going to talk about all the things you may not have learned in law school if you're a young lawyer and all the things you may be facing if you've left a larger firm and now you're starting out on your own or you're with colleagues in a smaller firm. Today on New Solo, we will talk about how you can turn your solo practice into a highly utilized business. Joining me today is Alex Vega from the Vega Firm, a law firm consultant focusing on the development of law students and solo attorneys interested in establishing and successfully marketing and managing a law practice. His business passion is to assist law students and attorneys on the development of the human skills needed to better serve their clients and the community while coaching them on marketing and managing a law practice. His professional and life experience gives him the ability to guide others on how to be an empathetic, respected attorney. You can find out more about Alex at vegafirm.com. That's V-E-G-A-F-I-R-M.com. Welcome to New Solo, Alex. Oh, thank you very much, Kyle. Thank you. It's, it's an honor. Well, thanks. Uh, let's just dive right into it. Alex, um, I want to start with your business theory that solo practitioners should become uh, an HUB or hub. What does that acronym mean and why is it a good strategy to be a hub? Uh, the, the acronym means highly utilized business. Uh, it's very important to, to, to be a highly utilized business because that's how we generate money. But maybe uh, what can help is going back on how uh, I came about the term hub. Uh, I spent some time working for a major airline in one of our regional airports uh, up in the northeast, and there were very, very few direct flights out of out of uh, this airport. You always landed at a hub. So as I started the the, the law firm, uh, which I was consulting with on the business part, I noticed that uh, every major airline ended up at their hub and connected you to your destination, be from Connecticut to, to California, very few direct flights. And I wanted to create the same concept for the firm that I was working with at the time. It was my wife. And, and I said, you know, we need to be a hub. And the funny thing, the the, the acronym uh, came after vice versa. So I, I was like, you know, they're looking at these letters, H-U-B, and, you know, highly utilized business. And, and, and I and I gave I gave it that uh, that name, but it was it was my intention for everyone to come and stop by the firm or, or give us a call. And I view that very important. I wanted to create value within the community and 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 create that go to effect. You mentioned a story in our previous discussions uh, off air of a lengthy telephone conversation you had with a and I'm going to use the term potential client. But the conversation didn't yield immediate results. Uh, yeah. But it was important to have that dialogue in the long term. Could you retell that business lesson and discuss what was learned from that experience? Yeah, definitely. Thank you for remembering it. That was Miss, Mrs. Anna. She was moving up from North Carolina up to Massachusetts. And it, we, we had small talk. It was probably a little lengthy conversation, about 10 to 15 minutes. 
we talked about a little bit about everything, the family, the weather, you know, her trip up here, her move, and everything else. Basically, I got down to, to her call. I thought she would have a legal question, and she was looking for a pediatrician. And, and I said, oh, okay, sure, sure. It just happened I had a newborn, and I was using my pediatrician from, from, from my childhood, and that was my baby, my, my son's uh, pediatrician now. So it was pretty easy. I pulled up my phone. I gave her the number, gave her the contact information for the person at, at the office. And she was, she was thrilled. She was very happy. And, and she said, hey, you've been so nice. Is there anything I can repay you? you know, how can I repay you? And I, I told her, don't, don't worry about it. I said, next time you need anything from a doctor to a barber or anything, you, you give me a call. Is that is that a deal? She says, "Sure, sure. It's kind of strange, but sure. I'll give you a call for anything I need." And 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 we we left it at that. Soon after that conversation, after I hung up the phone, the, the, the my wife, who's the owner of the law firm, comes around and and she says, "Hey, you just spent fifteen minutes on the phone with this lady. She's not even a client. What's you know what's 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 going on? You're you're, you're spending time. We're not getting anything out of that." We we had a deal. Let me let me tell you a little bit. We had a deal that I would take care of the business part of the law firm and not practice law since I'm not a lawyer, um, and and I would help her, you know, manage the business part. And she's an excellent uh, attorney, so I you know focus on the law. And I said, remember our deal? And she goes, okay, okay, I trust you. Let let's go. Let's see where this is taking you. And the the, the funny thing is, a couple of weeks later, Mrs. Anna calls again and says, hey Alex, I'm up I'm up in Massachusetts. I I just saw this home. And you told me to call you if I ever needed anything. I think I need a real realtor, and I think I need a bank person. Um, of course, my contacts I had those that, that that those those people, and I put them in contact and everything else. It turned into a big big thing because her she was she needed a pediatrician because her son was moving up with their brand new baby, um, and he was following mom up here with his wife, and he was also buying a home, and. I was I was able to to do that closing through the office, or the law firm was able to take care of that. And she had another two two grown up children in in North Carolina that also wanted to follow mom up here. They they miss big brother and mom, so they moved up to Massachusetts. And I also took care of them, and we we did the closing. By this time, my wife was like, "I get what Hub is. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. How we can create the, this effect." So I, I learned a lot from that experience. I, I took. Uh, from that, and and also my wife took from that that taking a few minutes and showing personal interest in someone goes a long way. It goes a long way, and also determining uh, what need they have, and also giving a, a result, a, a resolution to that, and trying to figure out how you can best help them. To me, that's the best type of marketing you you can do. It it's uh, almost free, besides the ten to fifteen minutes. Of course, that's time that you're that you're spending, uh, but it's pretty profitable. She, this family, became a great source of referrals for a law for a law firm for the next ten years. They provided a ton of of business. Uh, we became the go um, to to their family. Uh, Kyle, I, I know in your case and maybe of your listeners, you, you work very hard to to make your phone ring, and and for us to just answer the phone and say, oh, no, I don't practice in that field or I can't help you, uh, to me, I never saw that as an option. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't accept that. I, I'm paying for advertising or I'm paying to, to network, and, and now we're turning people away. So it was never an option at the law firm, and that's what I teach the clients now, that make every effort possible uh, to become that go-to attorney, become that hub. People are asking you. Seems weird at the time, 
uh, why, why, why is someone asking me about a barber or, or a carpenter? But uh, you're creating value with, with your clients. Alex, that's a great segue into our next question. You talk about um, the emotional side of the practice of law. What is the emotional side of the practice of law? The, the emotional side of the practice of law is a term I created to, to communicate uh, to the clients that I have, the attorneys that I assist, the impor- importance of, of letting your true emotions, of, of course, your true emotions under control. You know, let those come to the surface and, and, com- and, just, and just show that, com- communicate that uh, with, with your client. And why is it important to consider the emotional side of the practice of law? Oh, very good question. It's very important. Uh, most people don't want to hire an attorney who's cold uh, or distant or or even has this uh, this attitude of uh, I'm better than you are and that's why you need my help and that's why you're here at my conference table because I am so great. Sometimes an attorney might not say those exact words, but they might communicate that by 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 other phrases, other other words and expressions that they might use, even their posture. So that's it's very important that uh, we we let these good emotions come out, our, our true self, um, and communicate that, or even uh, develop those qualities. And, and and speaking of developing those qualities, what steps can a new lawyer take to better connect with clients on an emotional level yet? Obviously, still keep a professional arm's length relationship. Well, we've we've heard of of doctors and and no bedside manner. Um, sometimes I refer uh, to to some attorneys and I say, you know, they they have no conference table side manner, and it's a, uh, you know, let 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 the client know that you're also a human being. You have faults. Uh, you're not going to sit there and confess your sins to the to the client, but let them know, hey, I, I understand where you're coming from. You know, I've, I've also made mistakes, or I've also done similar things. If if, if it's happened, uh, reassure them that uh, that uh, you're not above them. You're you're sharing something with them, and, and that you can understand where they're coming from. You can be empathetic. You can show empathy. You you can walk in their shoes. You you, you can feel uh, th- their pain. Those are qualis- qualities that go a long way with the client. You can show compassion, and and, and it's always a, a plus when it comes to that. And we and still keeping a, a healthy relationship at at a, at a arm's length. You're you're not crossing that line. Alex, what are the human skills a lawyer needs? In my in my opinion, I value uh, three three of them. There's a, there's a ton of them, but there's three that I search for when I help an attorney, and it's. One of them is humility. Um, when, when you're humble, you 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 accept uh, some type of guidance, and you're and you're open uh, to to be led and, and to learn new things. And another close uh, quality to humility is modesty. If someone's modest, they're okay and saying, "Hey, I can't do this by myself. I need help. I I, I need someone to give me a hand." These are these are the human skills a lawyer needs to better than themselves, and and I mentioned also empathy, to feel what other people are feeling, especially your client. Be able to 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 walk in their shoes and and and, and know you don't have to experience what they're experiencing, but have that compassion. Um, and sometimes we have experienced what they have, uh, what they're going through, and we can communicate that. So these are the human skills that I uh, I view as as very important. 
What are some of the most common mistakes that new solos are making when opening their practice? Well, we, we could probably have a, a complete show just on, on that point, but I can mention one that I, that I think it's a major one, um, and it's a, it's a weak foundation. Yeah, let, me, let me explain myself a little bit. It's just like a home. Any, any home that's built um, starts with a foundation. You never put up uh, walls first or a roof. I'm assuming someone out there has probably done it that way but the home is probably not that sturdy or that solid. You always need a good foundation. You you build on, on a solid foundation. So sometimes we go around the process the wrong way. We don't know what we're trying to do. In other words, we, we haven't discovered why we're opening up a practice. And when we understand why we're doing it, it leads us to, to the purpose of, of why we're there. There's a philosopher from... Um, from the first century, and basically, I'm paraphrasing what what he said, but he said, you know, life can be uh, like getting on a boat and just going into the ocean and not having a final destination. Uh, so life basically was saying, we we need goals, we need a purpose, we need to know why, because we need we need to get there. So just to build a practice doesn't doesn't make sense. We need we need to understand why we're doing it and create that port or that destination so we we're able to complete these goals that, that bring satisfaction to us. Uh, out, out there, you, you'll find a lot of information. There's a lot of informative sites and blogs out, out, out on, on um, in, in the Internet. And they, they do a great job at answering how to do certain things, how to open up a practice, how to buy this, or how to do this for your practice. And that's great. I think that that's a very important piece, but it shouldn't be the first step that that, that a lawyer takes uh the uh, solid foundation starts with why understanding the purpose of why you're you're opening up uh, a law firm and and getting on that boat getting on that boat without that map or that port it brings chaos it's just like building the house from the roof down it doesn't it doesn't make sense uh so purpose is, is very important so that's where i see uh, some attorneys make a mistake uh, not not having clarity on their plan on uh, what they want to achieve with their law practice and what are some of the most common mistakes new new solos are making in the management of their business? There, there are a few that, that are that are common. I, I see advertising uh, could, could be a common mistake in, in the in the management uh, regard, regarding funds and, and not knowing where to advertise or where to spend their their dollars. Also, managing bank accounts, the bookkeeping part of it, and, and how important that is to yeah, maintain your license as well. And, and managing that, also uh, time management, uh, not not having full control of that and falling short and saying, oh, I don't I don't have time enough time to do this. Uh, again, that that goes back to answering why are you doing it? The, the purpose of why you are opening up a law practice or creating a, a firm. Uh, if you have a clear map set out and a clear path to, to get to your destination. Then it'll, it'll be it'll be pretty easy. It'll be easier for you to accomplish because anytime we accomplish something, we feel good. Uh, we 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 feel that uh, we we have achieved something. We have a roadmap. We got to our destination, and we create. We continue creating uh, goals. How can a solo develop an effective word of mouth campaign? Again, go to the beginning of uh, our conversation. Uh, becoming a hub. It, the hardest part of a, the hardest part of marketing is, is word of mouth because it takes an effort from our part. Uh, we can become a connector. 
just uh, just as we need just uh, as we need to fly to Chicago if we need to get to California from our region if we're not in a major area and it's a regional airport then we fly to a hub to get to San Francisco um we want to become that connector and, and and we do that by showing that personal interest in people becoming a giver um let's see how we can help this person succeed uh where word of mouth is definitely or perhaps in my opinion the the least expensive of the marketing tools that we can use but the hardest it takes time practice determination to to see it through and each attorney has his, his or her circumstances and it, and i believe word of mouth isn't a one size fits all approach or or creating a hub is not a one size fits all but we could mold it to 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 who we are and and, and create a campaign around it not everyone not all the clients uh, not all my clients use it the same way or develop it the same way but i love to create that hub for them where people are, are asking them hey where do i go who, who who's who's the top carpenter in the area it, it's not a legal question but they value your opinion so they're going to come and look for your legal advice after that as well and when when clients aren't beating your door down how can a solo practitioner stay motivated oh yeah uh, again, we can focus on setting clear goals. Uh, we, we feel motivated uh, when, when we realize one of our goals. We, we can create smaller goals to accomplish a larger goal. So we, we, feel, we feel good. So we can continue uh, have that either in writing or have, have it clear it, it somehow. I believe in writing and just put it down and say, this is what I'm going to accomplish by this date. That keeps us motiv- motivated. Um, so the, as we clarify our purpose and we set those goals and we create a plan to accomplish them, that, that brings great sense of joy. We need to take a short break when we return more with Mr. Alex Vega. Tired of all the headaches of running your law firm? Want to spend your time doing what really matters? Then you need PC Law. PC Law from LexisNexis is the legal industry's best-selling matter, billing, and accounting software. It has never been easier to manage your law firm and serve your clients. Get back to doing what matters to you. For a free trial, go to PCLaw.com slash radio. That's PCLaw.com slash radio. Or call us at 800-685-2161 today. Want to stay in touch with the Legal Talk Network and get our shows automatically? RSS provides home delivery. You don't have to remember where to click. The good stuff comes right to you automatically and free. Just go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and hit the RSS button at the top of the page. It says our podcast feeds. Now you'll be all set. If you like listening to New Solo, you might also like the Unbillable Hour on LegalTalkNetwork.com. We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too. You never have enough friends or followers, right? Check out Legal Talk Network on Facebook and Twitter, LinkedIn, too. Welcome back to New Solo on the Legal Talk Network. Today, we're joined by Alex Vega, a law firm consultant from the Vega firm. Uh, Alex, with uh, television, radio, print, social networking, you have Google AdWords, Cocktail Hours, the list goes on and on for opportunities that, that solos have for networking and marketing. 
With so many choices, how does a solo put together a realistic marketing plan? Uh, very interesting question on that one, Kyle. The research is, is, is big, but re- before you research, you, you have to understand uh, your purpose. Again, where, where are you headed? You're, you're, you're on your boat. You're in the middle of the ocean. What port are you trying to reach? So as, as you figure this out, you have to do that research of, of your market and who you're trying to communicate or contact. Uh, some people call it a niche, uh, niche or whatever expression you, you want to, to use. Um, but we need to de- determine who the market is. Are, are, is, is, are my clients watching TV? Are, are they listening to the radio? Are they reading more newspaper than magazine? Are they more online? We have to determine who our clientele is. Um, I always tell my uh, uh, my clients we're we're not hunters or fishermen. We just don't cast a net out there and, and see what comes up. Or we're we're not just uh, trying to hunt an animal. We're we're farmers. Uh, we plant the seed and we nurture it. Uh, so we need to identify who our clients are and and, and plant that seed there and continue nurturing that market and also the budget plays a big part of course if you have the funds it's much easier most solos who are starting off are are not in in those circumstances they they have less money uh so they don't have a huge budget so you know a little more money you have a little larger marketing campaign you you can do but i'm a big believer in understanding where you're going and developing that marketing plan based on who you want to reach within your market. Avo and Lexblog on May 3rd released a legal marketing report that found, quote, aside from referrals, the majority of new business is generated online through lawyer directories, rating and review sites at 56%, and social media 21%, compared to offline print sources that are at 17%, end quote. Is online advertising truly taking the place of other marketing channels, or is it still important to market yourself face-to-face? And what is your advice in regards to online marketing and social media? I, I, was, I had a chance to read, to read that as well. Um, and yeah, definitely, they indicate that uh, face-to-face is very important, or getting, or getting referrals is, is very important. Uh, but to answer your question, maybe, maybe I believe it's, it's a tool that, that serves a purpose uh, that brings you to the face-to-face with the client. So definitely something we need to, to take a look at and, and, and use, but becoming the sole communication, I don't, I don't think it will ever replace um, the face-to-face. I have a close friend who, who always says, hey, hey Alex, uh, nothing beats a, a, a handshake or a hug or, or a kiss on the cheek. Uh, he, he can't do that through a computer or through a phone. And he, 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 well, he's communicating to me all the time. He's like, well, you know, we need to meet him face, face to face. And, and, it's, and it's great. I think it's a tool that we can use to bring us to that point where we can meet face to face. But I don't think anything will ever beat uh, a word of mouth referral or a face to face meeting. But these are tools we can all use in, in marketing. One last question. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Oh, that's easy. I've been I've been uh, I've been living it for quite a bit now since the '90s. Uh, I received keep it simple. We hear that all the time, but we dove deep into what it meant to keep it simple. And it basically is, is set your priorities. What's more important in your life, and, and you and you live by that. At, at times, we we lose our focus on, on where we're headed, you know, that, that final destination, that port. 
that I spoke about earlier, and and we we throw too much of a load on ourselves. Be that we're too focused maybe on uh, gaining material or or, or prominence or or uh, just uh, grabbing another degree. Be what it is. We we need to be we need to be focused and set our priorities of what's more important in our in our lives and 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 keeping it simple adds adds to that where you know sometimes enough is enough and, and uh, you know fa- family and uh, your relationship with others is, is a very important part uh, which I value. Well, that about does it for this edition of New Solo. Remember, you can find all of our shows at LegalTalkNetwork.com. You can also subscribe to this program through iTunes. A very special thanks to my guest, Alex Vega, for joining me today. Thank you, Alex. Alex, if someone wants more information on today's topic, how can they reach you? Well, thank you, Kyle. Yes, I, I, I welcome any type of communication. Uh, I, I, per, I honestly prefer, believe it or not, just a phone call, 413 237 Five seven zero eight. That's direct to me, and, uh, and uh, I'm more than happy to take uh, a call. And also, I, um, I'm good with email. Um, you can reach me at a vega at vegafirm dot com. And of course, you can contact me directly at kyle at legaltalknetwork.com. We're out of time. I would like to thank our sponsor, PC Law by LexisNexis. For a free trial, go to PCLaw.com backslash radio. We also have a brand new Android app where you can access new solo and all Legal Talk Network shows on your phone. We hope to have an iPhone app shortly, uh, so check it out. Go to LegalTalkNetwork.com. Join us next time for another episode of New Solo here on the Legal Talk Network. Have a great day, everyone. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to New Solo Today. Hope you'll listen to next month's edition with attorney Kyle Gelcher right here on the Legal Talk Network. And a reminder to check out Firm Manager at MyFirmManager.com forward slash LTN. It's a business solution for lawyers created by lawyers from LexisNexis. If you're a lawyer running a solo or small firm and you're looking for other lawyers to talk through issues you're currently facing in your practice, join the Unbillable Hours Community Roundtable, a free virtual event on the third Thursday of every month. Lawyers from all over the country come together and meet with me, lawyer and law firm management consultant Christopher T. Anderson, to discuss best practices on topics such as marketing, client acquisition, hiring and firing, and time management. The conversation is free to join, but requires a simple reservation. The link to RSVP can be found on the Unbillable Hour page at LegalTalkNetwork.com. We'll see you there.